welcome to this week's End of Days Update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last weekend in Austin at Impact Life Church. People were so hungry for the coming of the Lord. Just the excitement is wonderful to see in all the churches. I say that every week, but it just blesses me to see people excited they're about to see the King. If you're in California this weekend, we'll be in Marietta, California at West Coast Life Church Sunday morning, two services, and then that afternoon we'll be at West Coast Life LA uh, in Torrance, California on Sepulveda Boulevard. That will be from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Man, we'll, maybe we'll just go all night. Pizza will come at 9. We'll preach till midnight. No, come if you can. We'll have a great time. We're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, and specifically uh, what happens kind of after right after the rapture, because the rapture of the church is signless, and the second coming has tons of signs, so we can look at literally the assembling or the gathering of nations set up for the Ezekiel 38 war, which is pretty remarkable literally in the last two years more than ever before. In the last couple of months, uh, dramatic things are happening that point to that. Uh, and I, I hear a lot of people say, well, how do you know the Ezekiel 38 war happens after the rapture? Well, before the rapture, God doesn't intervene. Uh, the authority's been given the church. When the church is taken off the earth, it's old covenant time, seven years of old covenant time, and God intervenes for Israel and, and wipes out 82% of Russia, five, six of them. So, so let's look at what's happened this last week. Wow, probably the most predominant thing would be uh, the talks in Vienna with Iran. Iran came out last week even saying, well, we're not going to talk about nuclear stuff. We're just going to talk about sanctions, backing away from the nuclear table which is ridiculous because that was the whole purpose of the meeting starting this week on Monday. And in the midst of that, you have Iran's old head of their nuclear program came out publicly saying, we've always been trying to make nuclear weapons. This is not about energy because Iran's always said, it's all about having energy for our nation. No, he said it was specifically about nuclear weapons. And literally yesterday, the day after the beginning of the Vienna talks, you had one of the Revolutionary Guard uh, generals come out and say, we are still for the annihilation of Israel. There'll, there'll not be one millimeter left of the land of Israel because we're going to annihilate it. Now, that's a, a, a pretty crazy, crazily brazen voice to come out of a nation that are going to talks with other nations so they can get sanctions lifted off of them because they don't have enough food, water, and, and infrastructure because their whole nations want to try to kill Israel, even though they've been circumventing that, taking sanctions off for a while. So weird stuff's happening. So Israel is did a joint uh, maritime military exercise with literally Italy, India, uh, uh, Germany, France, America, uh, right there off of the Red Sea, and then did another naval military exercise with Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates. So you got the local uh, uh armies getting ready for this. You've got the global armies getting ready for this. So, I mean, basically the world's trying to tell Iran, you can't nuke Israel. Well, you had our main general, the head of CENTCOM, came out yesterday saying uh, it, Iran is on right on the brink of having nuclear weapons. Now, this is the number one general for all the United States of America. The head of CENTCOM goes, Iran is right there at a breaking point. So, I'm going to give you a little bit of my guess. I would say Iran will keep trying to haul missiles down into Syria, and they'll get a nuclear weapon down into Damascus, and, and Israel will be taking out those missiles, not even knowing there's a nuke there, and it's going to wipe uh, Damascus off the map. Because Isaiah 17.1 says that Damascus will be made a wasteland. So you have all of that happening. Then you have China uh, sending 150 airplanes to buzz Taiwan. Taiwan's having to send up jets to counteract that. Had another 27 yesterday. That's a lot of aircraft 
coming over a nation that you, you're getting ready to basically invade. Along with that, you have Russia with all of their buildup on the, on the border of the Ukraine. You've got NATO going crazy. We've talked a little bit about that the last couple of weeks, but it really has gone ballistic in the last couple of weeks with other NATO countries saying we have to protect the Ukraine, even America saying we have to protect the Ukraine, and then Putin coming out today saying boasting of his hypersonic missiles if they were to get into war with NATO. So you've got Russia doing what it's supposed to do for the Ezekiel 38 war. You've got China flexing its muscles like it will do for the Battle of Armageddon. And you've got Iran getting ready to do things for the Ezekiel 38 war. So it's just absolutely amazing. So you've even got nature after that. You had a, a huge uh, a volcano erupting again in the Canary Islands. I mean, it's amazing how that continues to happen. You had earthquakes in Japan. I believe it was 4.5 on the Richter scale. Then you had an earthquake in Peru, 7 point something on the Richter scale. And then you had... Uh, the last couple of days, Monday, you had an asteroid go by uh, 450 uh, uh, feet long, the size of a football field. This football field is 300 feet, so this is even bigger than a football field. Well, it wasn't near as close as the ones that came a few weeks ago. So it's interesting that NASA keeps finding more and more and more asteroids. Remember, this last week, they're sending out that missile to go uh, deflect that asteroid. So you've got things with nature. You've got things with nations. I mean, America expelled 27 more diplomats from Russia. Russia said they'll retaliate. It's all literally coming to pass right in front of our eyes. Uh, the particulars of everything that'll happen uh, just before the coming of the Lord. So we get into all of it. It's not an escape theology. It's a hustle theology. You see the finish line, you run faster. I hear people say, well, you talk about the rapture because you just want to escape. No, I want to do the will of God, but I'm not supposed to be here at the rapture, after the rapture because I have an appointment at the reward seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. So, man, great days ahead. This is so amazing. I, I don't get into all the other things that are happening all over the world because I'm trying to just focus in on the things that totally point to the coming of the Lord. But there's event after event after event each week that I kind of look at and go, that is absolutely amazing. I mean, you had uh, Israel's president, Herzog, light the first candle on the menorah in the, in the cave of the patriarchs, and the mayor of Hebron went crazy, saying that was an act of war. This is Israel's, this is where Abraham was buried. So, you got crazy stuff happening, and you have the oil of anointing was brought out again to anoint the high priest getting ready to get the altar ready on the Temple Mount. So, I mean, it just gives you chill bumps saying uh, what you're seeing just before we leave. Well, let's go to the Word and look at all the signs we do every week. Uh, amazing that you have all these things happening that point to the coming of the Lord. But number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem won back. Wow. Jesus said the generation sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. Then you got the language restored, Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You've got the fertility of the land of Israel. You've got the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Temple Mount Institute ready uh, for sacrifices. You have 172 different species of predatory birds started showing up in the land. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You had the water in the Dead Sea turn blood red right where Sodom and Gomorrah was. The crazy thing about that, it was on the Day of Atonement. So you have all of this stuff, foxes on the Temple Mount, ritual baths around the Temple Mount filling up with water. Men will be lovers themselves. You have selfie sticks. You have all the signs of the coming of the Lord. Absolutely remarkable that we get to be the last generation before the king comes. So cool. Well, you go from signs to signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles a few years ago. That's pretty radical. Uh, NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel's made a nation. And 1492 is the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So amazing. Signs in the heavens. 
And then you had, after that, the Bethlehem star, which is amazing. Uh, when Jesus was born, you had Jupiter, king planet, Regulus, regal, king planet, uh, Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Venus is a mother planet. All of them came together at his birth. What was the constellation? Virgo. This last year, NBC Nightly News said so we have a celestial event, Bethlehem star. Wow. What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Many more things happening in the heavens. So even with the eclipses and all the other stuff going on with blood moons, uh, God's uh, literally shouting from the heavens and with the elements going, hey, something's coming. The king is coming. The entrance of God into the earth. Wow. How blessed are we to be a part of the last day's church? What do we do? Help our local church. Help our local pastor. Be more engaged, not less engaged. We don't fit church into our life. It is our life. Why? Jesus is just about to come. Wow. I would, I would want my relationship with him to be white hot, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I'd want to be kinder. I'd want to be sweeter. I'd want to be more merciful. You're about to see Jesus. Think about, think about him who died for you. God raised him from the dead and he's just about to come back. Wow. Colleen, we want to thank you so much for your support and your help. Thanks for your prayers, for your financial support. We want to get the message out in every avenue we can. We've got a lot of cool things coming up to do, make that happen. So we so appreciate that. Trust you had a great Thanksgiving, and I know you'll have a good December. So come join us next week. We'll see what's happened this next week with all the signs pointing to Jesus coming back. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.